Greetings, brawlers. Um, welcome back to Throwing Hands. This is our first review in a really long time, Breck. <laughs> true. Right, true. Initial thoughts on this card. This is a really good one. Um, we talked about the cards not being good before this and how we said this one and then the rest of the year leading into next year is great. And I don't know how you felt. It delivered for me. Uh so many good fights, so many good finishes, unexpected uh, events happened. Like we we're just we we're talking about the RAF incident right before we went live here, and it was a good night overall. It was a good night overall. So we're gonna t- I'm gonna we're gonna touch on a couple um, prelims. Uh, Makwan Amir Khani. I talked to Daniel. Daniel saw him in the shadow realm after Lerone Murphy landed that knee yeah. on. Yes. Wow. So Dan- Daniel is alive. He's alive. I talked to him. He saw Makwan Amir Khani in the shadow realm. Did you see that knockout, Breck? I did. Um, It was brutal. It was brutal. My first thought was like, is that a knee to a downed opponent? It almost was. Like, Amir Khani, if he's just, if he he went to a knee, that would have been an illegal strike. But, um, you still learn from Aljo. You got to learn from Aljo, bro. That's how you do it. You you go down and you get the belt. Uh Um, but Leroy Murphy just—he timed it perfectly. He's good, man. He's really good. I'm still undefeated. And I read a story. Is this? I think it's him this week that he got shot in London years back, sp- like spat out the bullets and walked to the hospital and checked himself in. He got shot in the face like three times. Savage. That's just like definition of built different. Definitely. Um, did you watch the Gams Gams Zat Gams Zadov fight? Um, I, I just know, watched oh, it live. I just watched the highlight knockout. To be honest, yeah, that was that was a nasty uppercut. Um, we already touched on this before. Well, we talked talked about it this before, but the ref who uh, refereed Dos Santos versus Saint Denis should never ever ref a fight again. He 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 put on his Mazagati uh, pants and his yeah. Mario Yamasaki shirt, and you know did his thing, man. Did you see the uh, Mario Yamasaki thing I sent to you? Yeah, yeah the- that was that was pretty good. He's a legend. Um, yeah, it was it was it was bad. Like the announcers, Mark Goddard, the other, a great ref, was by the side, like beside himself. I saw something too. Like that guy, who was the ref, was like an zero and four MMA fighter. So people were like, he's taking out his frustrations on these current fighters. <laughs> but um, yeah, we've seen some bad refs, and like I was telling you, people like how do these refs make it, and it's like when you have events in different places the commissions they you need a commission ref like in these so this is one of the refs that the commission said had to be on the card and he was on the card and they took him you know it's the same thing with judging it's like the commission appoints judges even though they're some of them are terrible like what's the judge uh is it is it christopher lee uh-huh oh that guy makes some of the he has some of the worst scorecards of all time consistently 
Yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. But all right, did you see, did you watch a Derive Kopolov? I did not. I did not. Uh, shout out Roman Kopolov from coming back from the shadow room after the second round. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, this Hamos Tukagov fight was really good. Mm-hmm. It was really solid. Tukagov's a problem, I think, in this division. Well, I mean, any of those is he is he is he a Russian, right? Yeah. I mean, any dude, the Russians are kind of taking over mixed martial arts, which we'll get to later. But dude, just looking at the last prelim, dude, uh, we we have to talk about uh Vierna's walkout song I wanted to die you wanted to die I mean Ariel Hawani said uh that if somebody walked out to Island Boy he would immortalize them on the MMA wall you know for the MMA hour and he did it today you gotta respect him for following through on that yeah you gotta gotta respect it Amanda Amanda Hibas looked good though she looked really good actually looks look she's been improving and striking looked very fluid yeah, she looks good. It was a good fight. Let's take a look at the rankings here and see whom they should fight next. Uh, Janji Doba, I'd like to see her fight uh, Angela Hill. Yeah, I saw people on Twitter talking about that as a potential matchup. That's a really good fight, I think. Really good fight. Yeah, and she hasn't fought Angela Hill from what I've seen, so that's a good fight. Uh, for um, Amanda Hibas, I think Michelle Watterson would be a good fight. Yeah. Um, where's Michelle Watterson in terms of ninth? She's ninth. Yeah, it would be. I just one. don't want to see any more Michelle Watterson main events. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, I don't uh, care how I'm she gets them. Amanda Hebas, Tisha Torres would be a fun one too. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a scrap. That'd be a banger, bro. Would. Another banger, uh, uh, Claudia Gadeo, Nina Nunez. That'd be a good fight too. Yeah, that'd be gone. Uh, shout out uh, to her wife Amanda Nunez, who's going to murder Juliana Pena in the coming months. Correct. <laughs> All right, to the first bout of the main card. Magomed Ankalaev defeats Volkan Uzdemir by decision. Um, I think Magomed Ankalaev played the fight correctly. You know, he didn't storm in because if he stormed in, he probably would have gotten caught and knocked out. I'm impressed by him. He's really good. I don't, I think, I think Ankalaev should fight Rakic. Yeah, I was telling you that would be, that'd be perfect. I thought Uzdemir opened up the fight well. He won the first round. It looked like things were going well. And then the adjustments uh, Ankalaev made going into the second were huge. I mean, Ankalaev's so good, man. I mean, not to take anything away from from Uzdemir, who I thought, even though he lost, fought a good fight as well. You could definitely tell, too, when he got that cut above his eye, he couldn't throw those punches the same way he was in the first. That was a nasty cut. His blood was in that eye, so he was one-eyed, basically, most of that fight. And, man, it's like Uzdemir is so good, too. It's like he's just he has a lot of losses recently, but he's, just, he's fought so many good guys. Yeah, Uncle, I mean. Uncle Ed was definitely a top guy. I mean, if you look at who, whom uh, Uzdemir's fought, it's it's insane. It's insane. And he, he's really that he's he's really very good. I he's extremely good. And I just feel like honestly, light heavyweight's pretty stacked if you think about it. It's stacked with up and coming talent. That's that. That's one. That's yeah. You're right about that. It's honestly a weak division compared to a lot of the other divisions. 
it might be the weakest actually. And give it four years. That's what I'm saying. Like you give it a couple of years, a lot of these younger guys, like it'll be, it'll be a, it'll be a murderous row in a couple of years. Once these young guys. Let's, let's take a look at his last seven fights. Lost to Daniel Cormier, lost to Anthony Smith, lost to Dominic Reyes. Split decision. No, he knocked out Ilya Latifi. He split decision to Rakic that he won. Yeah. Um, got sent to the shadow room by, by Yuri Prohaska. Most people do. And then uh, a decision lost to Mahmoud Nakalaev. He gets no breaks. No breaks. I mean, Ilya Latifi, maybe, but. He should, he should look to fight the lower rankings and stack some wins, you know? Because I think 10 through 15, he could beat everybody. Yeah. Johnny Walker would be a great fight next. Yeah. I would think he would beat Johnny Walker. Like, I was so unimpressed with Johnny Walker in his last fight. I mean, that was the most boring fight of the year so far, except yeah. Rakic Smith. Yeah, he didn't. Um... No, Rakic Santos, rather. Yeah. I know Walker didn't get hit in that fight, but, like, that was his main goal was to knock it. You know what I mean? He threw no offense. He just avoided every punch. Yeah. So, Uncle Live, since I don't know if you heard about Anthony Smith, but he has a partial MCL tear. Mm-hmm. Um, Uncle Live should step right in and fight Rackets before the end of the year. I wouldn't hate it. That could be – it'd be tough because, like, you got to think um, Jiri's going to fight Glover probably sometime in the spring. I know Yuri wants it tomorrow probably. I know he probably wants it tomorrow. He's going to want to fight him, you know – March, April, probably. That's Glover said he wants like a few months off, which I feel like you deserve it. And then you look at the top of the division and it's like, well, who does Jan fight? D- does Jan fight Rakic? I think, he, fight I think he fights Anthony Smith when he gets healthy. When he gets healthy. And then Rakic fights Ankalaev. See, the thing about Rakic, Ankalaev that sucks is like, that's probably a number one contender's fight. But it might not be. Like, it, the winner might fight the winner of, like, Jan versus Anthony Smith. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it's interesting. There's, there's, lot, there's lots there. Yeah. All right. Boars. 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 Boars, 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 boars. Hamjot Shemaev the savage. What can we say? Dude, I need people to, like... This is like this guy's fighting for the title within a year now. Six months. Six months he's fighting for the title. I think whatever happens between Colby Usman, the winner might fight Chimaev in six months' time. Because you got to think Chimaev's going to face like a top five guy next, like maybe uh, a Gilbert Burns. And if he can get past the Gilbert Burns, like he's fighting for the title. My friend John made a good point. If you look at the rankings, yes, Leon Edwards should get the title shot next if he wins. There's no question about it. Yeah. But would, would you, wouldn't you rather see Hamzat versus Usman for the title next than Leon Edwards? Yes. Because I think Chimaev has a much better chance of beating Usman than uh, Leon does. And while, you know, Luke might be more deserving or if, you know yeah. – Masvidal gets the dub and he beats Leon Edwards. He might be more deserving, but that's the fight we want to see. And you know what the UFC is really good at doing? Giving us the fights we want to see. Hendo Bisping too. Terrible fight to make for the title, but did we want to see that? Absolutely. 
I know people people make fun of that fight. It's like, okay, but we wanted, but like all the fans wanted that. Exactly. So there's there is a universe where Hamzat Shemaev could be next for the title shot, and I don't think it's impossible. I don't think it's impossible. I just I don't think it happens personally. Neil Magny wants to fight him. See, to me, that's a good fight. I think Chimaev wins. It's another win. Uh, so then he would have beaten two ranked guys in a row. And then he could just wait and they could give him, you know what I mean? Like, he, if he beats Magny, he wouldn't even need to fight a top five guy, in my opinion. He could just beat Magny. And then they're like, okay, Usman needs four months to recover. Then you're going to fight Usman for the belt, you know, in January, February. I mean, I think Shemaev said he wants December to fight in yeah. December. So that makes perfect sense because you fight Magny, win, and then you fight Usman. Or Covington. Or Covington. Well, here's the thing. If Covington wins, Trilogy's next. Yeah, that's you got you to gotta, you gotta think. They're, they're probably, yeah, they have to. So then you're looking at Chimaev fighting a top five guy, like a Wonderboy. Or, can you imagine Hamza versus Wonderboy? As much as I love Wonderboy, he'd get mauled. He'd get mauled to death. Maybe. I, th- I think Wonderboy is such a high-level striker. It'd be a hard puzzle for him to solve. I, I do get it. but like well, Wonderboy would have to get him out of there in the first round. That's what I'm saying. If if Wonderboy can't, like, get him on the feet quickly, dude, and he lends one takedown, we've it's seen it we with Burns. Like, it's over. Dude, it was crazy. Like, Hamza literally grabbed Li Jingliang, went over to Dana White, had a conversation with him. He was having a conversation with the president of the UFC cage side while he was carrying a guy who, if you look at the video in the photos, is struggling to get out, like using all of his might to get out, and he can't. <laughs> and, and, dude, like the craziest stat, he's had four UFC fights. He's been hit twice or once it's or a, twice. That's twi- One significant strike. One significant strike. Dude, look at the striking numbers for this fight. Lee got no – he didn't throw a punch. He threw one punch. He threw like a little a little mini hook when he was like in the clinch in the beginning. I, I don't even really count that as a punch. No. It, bro, it's insane. Like, will, will, By the end of 2022, will Hamza Shemai be the champ? I don't know if he'll be the champ. Like he's such, he's such a good fighter. He could – I feel like if he fought Usman, like maybe they go four or five rounds and it's really close and he loses at a split decision or something like that. But he's so young. I think within two or three years, he's champ. Like he will fight for the belt within a year. Maybe he doesn't win, but in the rematch, I think he would win. Like I can't see anybody in the top 10 except Colby Covington and Kamar Usman that beat him. Maybe Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. I would put Gilbert Burns there. So I think those three guys could beat him. Outside of that, I don't know who beats him. I really don't know who beats him. He's a puzzle. He's a puzzle. Um, so what's next for Lee Jingliang, man? Daniel Rodriguez, I'd want to see that fight. That'd be a fun fight. I would like to see it. It would be more of an entertaining fight just because um, Rodriguez and it would be a really good like stand-up fight. Yeah. Daniel Rodriguez low-key a dark horse in the division. I don't know about Dark Horse. He's definitely like a, could be a top 10 guy. Dude, you know what I'm excited for? The Hamzat or Manson wrestling match. Yeah, should be good. You know now, what's crazy about the Shabaya fight too? It was like, 
he we barely got to see any of his like we didn't see a ton of his striking we saw like a little bit but like you don't need to once like once he like grabbed him it was over crazy you know i will say about the 85ers or manson should not be slept on no but i mean Hermanson's so good on the ground, but on the feet, I, I don't know if he has what it takes to be a top, top guy. Just like I look at the Shabazian fight, Shabazian was kind of working him on the feet, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I agree. Um, we didn't talk about this, but what were you, what, quickly, what were your thoughts on Marvin Vittori, man? Marvin Vittori, Polo Costa? Yeah. Um, great fight. Great fight. Marvin's blockhead came into a, you know, came into play like Israel Adesanya said he would. Um, you know, it's crazy too. Paulo Costa is like now going to be fighting a two of five. We forgot to mention him in the mix. He'll be immediately a ranked guy, you'd think, right? Like a top, top six. I mean, I don't know. Do they put him like? I mean, he's just lost at 205. No, so. no, they got to they gotta, uh, have him fight someone first, make him unranked, and fight someone top six or something. Yeah. Because, dude, I think he could become a champ in that division. I think so, too. Dude, he looked so big. So big. And, and, and he won't have a problem making 205. But um, Did you know that Marvin Vittori landed the most significant strikes in a, heavy, in a light heavy bout? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, I mean, it makes sense. There was two middleweights fighting, so – you know what I mean? But or one middle one middleweight, one light heavyweight. But uh I loved um how they said um Marvin Vittori has the manliest scream in MMA. We know who it is. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's like this is the greatest scream, and it's like, no. Our boy Yuri coming out the wood coming out the lake, nothing beats him. <laughs> all right the sleeper it was this wasn't a bad fight i think the pace was just different you know what i mean bad fight but it wasn't a good fight it was, it was an okay of, fight it was an okay fight like i wasn't upset that it wasn't a like a great slugfest but it wasn't you know volkov's I, having trouble pulling the trigger yeah I these last two fights yeah, I mean, um, it's so weird too because like he beat he beat up Alistair Overeem. I know it's older Alistair Overeem, but he looked so good in that fight. And you're like, if you could just throw with the amount of output that you threw in that fight, you could be beating these guys. Like I know he lost to Cyril Gan, but he never really threw any punches. If he just threw more against Cyril Gan, I, I mean, I, I know people think Cyril Gan's gonna be champ, but it would have been a close fight. That's yeah, how Volkov is. Like there were some points where Volkov could have teed off on Tabora, like with the like uh, the left down the pipe or something like that. And he just didn't do it. It was a really he's he's been so tentative these last two fights. I don't know why. Maybe he's just trying to save himself. I don't know. I mean, he's got he's had like fifty fights. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe injuries too. We don't. We never really know. Could be fighting through an injury. Instead. I mean, he he fights three times a year. Yeah. That's what I like about the guy, too. He always fights. He's always fighting, you know? Yeah. He, so Tabora. Yeah, Tabora fights a lot, too. Um, well, well, Tabora, I don't know what's next for this guy, man. He, he's in a weird position. I think 
He, he's a really good fighter, though, man. Like Aspinall would be a good fight. Yeah, I know he fought um, four fights this last year, Tabora, against lower competition. But, like, he didn't get knocked out by Volkov. He went with him. I know it was a he- uh, hesitant Volkov, but I think it showed that Tabora is, like, a really he's, – he's a talented top ten type guy. Yeah. And then, well, I don't know what's next for Volkov, man. Like, this is the, the top seven are locked up. Rosenstreich? <laughs> yeah, I guess, right? Yeah, because Blades and Dawkins are fighting. Then you got Lewis. No, no, uh, no. Dawkins and Lewis. Dawkins and Lewis. Blades should. That, I don't want to see that fight again. That was a boring ass fight. Okay. What? Stipe doesn't have a fight. Eh, I think Stipe destroys him, honestly. I think he probably beats him up, too, because if it's. You know, Stipe would implement some wrestling, and then that's where Volkov's weak. But I mean, if they want to give Stipe like a win, just give him Volkov, You know? Yeah. Although I, I think Stipe wouldn't be satisfied with anything but a title shot. Yeah, or a John Jones fight. Or a yeah, Stiopic. Or Rosen Strike. Yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. Heavyweight and light heavyweight have some weird, like weird, like who fights who next. You know? Yeah. Um, Makachev hooker, not much to say here. Makachev immediately shoot the, shoots the double. Uh, dude, Dan wasn't tapping to that. Um, I thought he was gonna dude, I, I literally looked away. I'm like, no, I, he's not tapping. I thought he was going to let him break it. And then I realized like Dan did the smart thing. Like, don't, don't let the arm break. It can never be the same after, but, um, it just sucks, man. Like he timed up the takedown so perfectly. And then you knew once it got to the ground, it was probably over. It's just so unfortunate that it happened so early. It's like, I feel like if we could have got just a little bit time on the feet, Dan could have got something going, you know? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, he got, you know, he said he got paid a ton, so good for him. But uh, Islam, man, he's scary. He's so good. He's so good, man. I don't know. All right, let's talk about Dan Hooker real quick. Where does he go? RDA? I think that's a good fight. I think it's a good fight. I would love for Dan to fight stand-up fighters. Tony. I want Tony. Tony would be good. I mean, I think Tony Nate Diaz is what we need, really. But um, Yeah. I think Hooker needs to fight. Uh, How about the loser of Gaethje Chandler? It's, they're too high. They're too high, right? No, but can you imagine the violence? Let's say Gaethje loses, which I don't think he will, of Gaethje Hooker. Yeah. I know we're looking at it from that point, but if you look at it from the rankings point, I think you got to – think they're gonna give him somewhere more lower on the I'd like to see McGregor. That would be a really fun fight. I just don't know when McGregor's coming back. And I don't know if Hooker's a big enough name for McGregor. Like if if the Max Holloway rumors are true, that would be I need to see that more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Art is a good call. What about Gillespie? That'd be fun. That would be fun. Although I don't like the matchup Per se for Hooker because he's another really good wrestler. But um, let's say Chandler loses. Oh well, they already fought. That's right. They fought, so it'd be too close. I look at some of the lower ranks. Like I look at um, Brad Riddell's fighting Fazee, right? Yeah. The winner of that would be cool. I don't know if he would ever fight Brad Riddell because they're, you know. But. But this, this 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 what sucks about lightweight is that's just grapplers. And grapplers and grapplers. Hey, oh, too many grapplers, dude. I'm. They need to make 
knees to a ground like they should change the rule to a knee to a down opponent like in one yeah you look at how demetrius johnson lost he he, he got sent to the shadow row he got sent to the shadow room with, with a knee because he was down and after the fight they're like do you think that was like like do you like the rule and he's like yeah man i i i was careless and i got caught with a shot that i probably shouldn't have it's like all these wrestlers it's like i understand that it's a part of the sport but a lot of the times it can be boring and okay it's like you know it's like people get so mad when you say that but it's like you got to think about it from a casual standpoint too like we're more into the sport than a lot of people who watch these fights like a lot of my friends that watch these fights are casual mma fans and when there's a fight that the people just wrestle they're so bored dude they're like can we get some strike like they get they're like can we like we got to turn this off like i know it stinks because it's so interesting to watch yes like you and me watching it like we see like the battle that's happening on the ground but a lot of the casual fans the the fans that they're trying to grow the sport with don't get it if that makes sense yeah so if you added a knee to the ground opponent like a downed opponent rather that would add so much intrigue because wrestlers would have to worry about knees all the time and i think it would be good it would be good you know it was good breck Jan Sanhagen. Dude, it was so good, dude. This is everything we wanted to be. Not going to win fight of the year, but it should be in the, it should be up there. It should be in the conversation. Yeah. This was amazing. Dude, Corey Sanhagen almost threw 500 punches. Like he almost threw Max Holloway level output. Now, if he just landed a little bit more, he might have won. But, um, I mean, if we, if we look at the stats per round, um he landed more strikes got another uh more takedowns but he was just he was lightly touching him Jan landed the big shots dropped him too i think if Jan doesn't drop him the few times that he did he it's a closer fight but those those knockdowns won him those rounds you know what i mean Dude, those combinations that he puts together are yeah we got to start talking about Jan and like who's the I, I hate the whole like who's the best striker in the mma and everybody's like, oh, he's better than Izzy. Izzy's better. It's like, these guys are in the, they're all in the class of their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, his, his, his body work was insane, dude. That left hook to the body Jan was hitting was Ugh. brutal. And that, oh, dude, that, that kick that he was hitting, Corey's ribs were so red. They well, were Corey, well, Corey's also pasty. Yeah, that's true. But he was landing insane body kicks. They were so loud. Dude, that head kick that he landed in the middle of the fifth round. How didn't Corey get knocked out by that? Yeah. And then he then he hit him with a spinning with a wheel kick. Yeah, he hit him with a spinning back fist that dropped him, which he tried to throw earlier in the fight, but just didn't time it right. And, he, and then he, dude, he's so smart, Pyotrion. Like he he uses the first round to like figure you out, and then he just dominates you the rest of the fight. And Corey Sanhagen, you know, tried to land like clean punches on him and Jan's guard is so high it's you, so high dude but he and he blocks body shots which is crazy I don't know how he does it the one thing about Jan that people like I get that um it's hard to do because he's so good defensively if you're gonna beat a Piotr Jan you gotta beat him with like calf kicks you know what I mean but nobody's been able to land consistent kicks on Piotr Jan. Like, to me, Jose Aldo was doing it in their first fight, and then he just got tired, and Piotr Jan's pressure made Aldo crumble. 
if you remember the first Piotr Jan Jose Aldo fight, Jose Aldo was landing huge leg kicks, huge, like prime Aldo type leg kicks. Yeah. And then what's not talked about enough is his grappling. Yeah. He's so good. Sanhagen tried like what? Like what did he, uh, he, he had six takedowns. And yeah. I mean, the one he landed was not even really a takedown. He got, Jan just got up like 10 seconds later. But, dude, like, yeah, so good. What I take away from it is, like, no one's beating you. Like, the only guy that, personally, in my opinion, could beat Jan right now is Dillashaw. Yeah. Dillashaw. And he barely beat Sanhagen. That's true, but I think Dillashaw. That's BS MMA math. I can't. Yeah, you can't You can't do the math. Yeah, that's exactly right. MMA math, it just doesn't work like that. Corey Anderson, it doesn't work like that, man. That man. Like, Dillashaw's style could beat a Piotr Jan if he could keep him. Like, his Dillashaw is so, like, he hit, Dillashaw has no reach. That's the problem. That's the problem. Dillashaw hits a little harder than Sanhagen, one. Yeah, and but he doesn't have the volume that Sanhagen does, that's, though. That's true, but Dillashaw's wrestling is, like, on another level. You know what I mean? Like, Dillashaw's wrestling is so good that it well, could. That's what they said about Ajamain Sterling's wrestling. And <laughs> look what happened. I understand, but is Aljamain Sterling's wrestling as good as Dillashaw's? I don't know. I don't know, but he's the champ. 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 You know, I want to defend Aljamain Sterling more than anybody. He's a Long Island guy. He's in my backyard. I literally am like 30 minutes from him. I can't do it. I, I've given up. I, I can't do it. I can't defend him anymore. What he was tweeting during the fight, dude, why do you think people make fun of you? Like, what was he saying, dude, about Jan was fighting dirty against Sanhagen? No, well, he said, my two sons are fighting. I'm like, dude, you are Piotr Jan's son. You were Piotr Jan's son. He was destroying you before that knee. And it's like, too, dude, you, it's not a fluke win. But like, Corey Sanhagen's wrestling is not obviously the best, and obviously it's gotten better. Like, we saw it improved a little bit. I mean, he got taken down against Dillashaw, but it improved, like, he, he, that could happen in a, like it could happen to anybody where you get your back taken and choked out. Like Kamar Usman's only loss was to a guy like it happened 30 seconds into the fight, got his back taken, choked out. It's his only loss on the regional scene. But um yeah, Piotr Jan to me is gonna reign over this division for as long as he wants, with the exception of Dillashaw, for me, is the one guy stylistically that I feel like could beat him. But I just like, dude. You got to really give props to Sanhagen. He took this fight on pretty short notice. Six weeks. I know that's like, oh, that's not that short. For a big title fight, it is. And then two, dude, he just went five rounds with Dillashaw and Piorian and didn't get finished and looked good in both fights. Like, I know Sanhagen lost this fight, but he had moments where he looked good in the first round. He looked great. And you got to think for Corey, like, he'll be back. To my opinion, he'll be back fighting for a belt within a, within a year. I think he's got to stack up some wins from guys lower than him. But he gets two wins, be back back in there. Yeah, two wins. If he like, I would love to see um, Corey Sanhagen face the loser of Font Aldo. Yeah, because they say like if Aldo lost, if Aldo won, Font versus Sanhagen would be such a banger. And then if Aldo versus Sanhagen would be such a banger as well. I mean, that's just a win-win scenario. You know what I fear? I fear Sanhagen taking the Gustafson 
story arc. Yeah, where he like fights for the belt all those times and then just can't get back to it. Yeah, that's what I fear. Yeah, he's so talented though, man. His footwork's so good. I mean, I don't know because he's so so good. Like, yeah, like the, I think One those are the two best game plan. In- well, two things. His corner said he was winning after the fourth That's round. That's terrible. No, he wasn't. Terrible cornering. It's like, I'm sorry, Corey, but if you got those, like, it's not good to have yes men in your corner. Like, everybody in the world could clearly see you were down. Like, you won the first round, yes. But the next three rounds, you just got, you kind of got bullied. So, for his corner to say that he was winning. I was I, kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised, and. I feel like the best fighters have corners that are honest with them and that are like, yeah, we're down. You gotta, gotta go finish them. You know what I mean? I feel like if you told Corey in the middle, like if you told Corey before the fourth, going into the fourth, going into the championship rounds, like maybe it's close, but we got to finish him to win this fight. I think he maybe goes for it more. Maybe he gets knocked out, but maybe he gets the knockout and wins the belt. I feel yeah. like Corner did a bad job there. And he also kept looking for the knee that he landed on Edgar. And it's like, dude. We, he landed it once. He did land it, but not obviously cleanly. But it's like he kind of just kept – he kind of kept spamming it. Like he threw it like five times. <laughs> he was just – he kept pressing A. He kept pressing A. It was like, dude, we – he knows it's coming. Okay? Like, come on. But let's talk about Piotr Yavid, this guy. So good, dude. Dude, Sterling's going to get murdered. The only time Piotr Jan ever smiles, dude, is when, like, people are punching him. It's crazy. Dude, he, he's just a savage. He's so good at striking, dude. His takedown defense is amazing. His wrestling is underrated. His chin's amazing. Dude, his guard, like, he must have some insanely tough limbs, too, because, like you said, his guard, like, his, he, he absorbs so many shots with his arms and then throws a bomb, like, two seconds later. The guy is so tough. Dude, I still can't get over that left hook spinning back fist back to overhand left combination that he threw. So great. They, they fought for like four seconds after the bell rang. That was amazing. Oh, my gosh. This was an awesome fight. And I, you know you know why I kind of have a gut feeling where it's like, like you said, it could go one of two ways. Like it has the Gustafson arc with Sanhagen where maybe he fights for the belt once but never gets back. I kind of feel like he could fight for the belt again one day and win just because of how, like, Piotr Jan was, like, he gave, like, a really good review of Sandhagen after the fight. He's like, that was really tough. Like, that guy's really good. So if Piotr Jan says you're good. You're good. You're good. Like, Piotr Jan thinks Aljamain Sterling is, like, terrible. He's probably – because he's not that great. You know what? He's probably – yeah, like you said, he's probably not far off. Like, Aljo's Aldo's a really good – Aljo is a really good fighter – but I just don't know if he's a championship fighter. You know what I mean? Dude, it's going to be a murder. Well, I mean, you got to think. Dillashaw had so many. He had tore, like, his LCL, MCL, ACL, like, in that Sandhagen fight. That's another thing people forget, too. Like, Dillashaw kind of – I mean, he won the fight with those takedowns, but he took got those takedowns with, like, one knee. knee. One knee. One knee. That's crazy. You would think in the timeline of the division – uh, Jan fights Aljo probably what like spring of next year. Uh, he says January, February. January, February. That gives Aljo more time to heal up his neck. 
So say February, then you would think the winner gets Dillashaw just is still recovering weights for the winner, right? Then yeah. whoever well, we you and me are, are calling it right now. Jan's gonna beat Sterling in the rematch. Um, I, I I don't have any doubts. Like you know how you have no doubts with Amanda Nunes? Yeah. I have no doubts with Piotr Jan anymore. Like he's gonna beat Sterling in the rematch. I think he'll do it quick too. Two rounds. I think he'll want to prove a point and like start really fast and knock him out. And then I think you get Dillashaw. Like the UFC uh, doesn't even acknowledge Aljo as a champ. No. I they mean, said that with, after this fight, the two-time. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, so Joe Martinez did a really good job. I know people were upset that Bruce Buffer wasn't there. And Joe Martinez does do a good job. He just. It's not the buff. It's not the buff. That's not even the point I'm trying to make. It's he has a good ring announcer voice. It just doesn't, it doesn't have that feel where I feel like it's a big event. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he does, a, he's very good at his job. But when I hear Bruce Buffer and when I hear like a Michael Buffer, you know, it's the Buffers, but I feel, I get like this, this sense like, oh, this is big. This, this means something. Yeah. When oh. I hear it's time. Yeah. But going back to the title picture, it's like Dillashaw waits for the winner of that fight, right? Yeah. Where does that put where do, I almost just said where does Kevin Lee fit into this? And then I had to stop myself. Where does he fit into this? That's a good question. He just lost a wrestling match. I don't know if you saw that. But um He lost in in Sug yesterday. He lost in Sug. Um man's having a tough time. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for this. Down bad. I feel bad for him, honestly. He doesn't uh, feel he doesn't fit in anywhere. So like Rob Fonts versus Aldo's happening, right? Uh, 269. Yeah. Does the winner of that say like, I want to fight Dillashaw or does the winner of that have to wait for Dillashaw to face the, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of, it's kind of like a log jam. Sterling's like kind of created a big log jam almost. Yeah. It's really tough. It's tough. All right. Blahovich Teixeira. You got to feel good for Glover Teixeira, man. You know, we love Jan Blahovich, our fellow Pole. But Glo- Glover's just the nicest guy to ever walk this earth, man. I'm convinced. This guy, damn, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say. He's 42 and won his first belt. Yeah. He, I mean, if it wasn't for the absolute stud that Randy Couture is, he'd have the record. You know, Randy won it at 44, which is crazy, too. But, um, it's definitely not in the UFC's plans that Glover was going to win this fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. He even said it after the fight. He's like, I threw a wrench into your plan. But, dude, he's gotten better. The last six fights, he just gets better. Over time, like, it's almost like the younger fighter who had all the athleticism, the speed and stuff, but wasn't mentally smart and would lose fights because of it. It's like now he's lost some of the great athleticism that he had when he was, you know, first in the UFC when he fought John Jones type era, he's lost some of the physical gifts he used to have, but is he's so much more smarter and like, so, so wise with his age that he, do, he doesn't need to be that fast. You know what I mean? He could land the last punches, but if he lands accurately and, and we saw off the, you know, the break there with that left hook, like he, he dominated this fight, dude. He wasn't, he, he's slow and methodical. 
You know what I mean? And he just beats people up. It's crazy. Yeah, but that's not going to happen against our boy, Yuri Prohaska. We can agree. I mean, people are like, oh, if Glover gets Yuri to the ground, he's getting submitted too. I just don't know if Yuri lets it get to the ground because Yuri just knocks everybody out. I think, like, what, what's the stat? Yuri Prohaska has, like, a 97% finish rate. He has 27 wins and 26 finishes. Yeah, that's just, like, that guy doesn't really get taken down. He just finishes fights. But to go back to our guy, Jan, it's like, where does he fit into this? Where does he fit into this? I feel bad for our fellow, our fellow Polish guy. Um, he didn't have it. You know what I mean? That's like some nights, as you're like the greatest athletes of all time, dude. Some nights you just you don't have it. And it was one of those nights for Blahovich where he never got going. You know what I mean? He never looked. He had that one little sequence where he landed an uppercut and then threw like a one, two, three. That was it. You know what I mean? He, although he did crack him once. He cracked but like there. He might have cracked him, but like besides that, he never got going. And then once it got to the ground, I mean, he made a huge mistake, dude, going for that Kimura on Glover. Why are you trying to go for a submission on a guy that is, even if you're good, he, he's a black belt. Like he's he knows how to get out of. Yeah, Kimura, dude. yeah and, and I just want to say, you know, oh, Glover's not – no, no, Jan's not that good. He beat Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I know. And he, Come on. He won, like, what, nine out of his last ten fights? So, Jan's very good. But I think going to the – if he keeps it standing, dude, maybe he gets a knockout with his legendary Polish power. He left it in the hotel room. He left it in the hotel room. Maybe he did. But um, it was so – he wanted both guys to win, but – I'm so happy for Glover, dude, you know? Yeah, but he's not going to be happy when he's uh, in the shadow realm with um, Makwan Amirkani and Daniel Woods after you know, Yuri Prohaska most through I think him. he gives Yuri a good fight, but I think as the fight goes on, just a, a guy who's 28 or This has to be in the Czech Republic. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I know. Dude, my plan is ruined. I'm so upset. I know. Our plan for it to be on the border, on a soccer stadium – near the woods or you know or they could bring in woods it, my plan is ruined if you listen last week you know my plan our plan we thought our about plan. it we thought about it. you're right sorry <laughs> my plan our plan for Jan. <laughs> it, it's ruined for now but we could see it in a year or two it's possible it's entirely possible it's Joe Rogan entirely possible. but i just think like in the world of mma Glover, even though he's beaten a lot of really good guys recently, he's beaten, for the most part, older fighters. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, like, if you are older fighters like Santos, Santos, Jan, and uh, Smith. I mean, Smith's only like thirty-four, but he's fought like sixty times. I think a guy like Yuri, the speed, the just the youth, really gives him that that factor to win. If you look at uh, Yuri's last four fights, all by knockout, he's put them unconscious. Yeah. And it's just in the world of MMA, dude, younger fighters beat older fighters. You know what I mean? Event Like it always, it never, it never happens where the older fighter continuously beats young guys. You know what I mean? The torch will be passed. The torch will be passed. And Yuri will take that torch and be, become the UFC light heavyweight champion in 2022. He's going to hold it. 
for a while. <laughs> I, I I give him five tile defenses minimum. I think he could. I think I think he could defend it like between four and six times. I think he really could. <laughs> He's so good. I know, like people are like, "Oh, he hasn't even won the belt yet," but dude, like this guy is going to win. Like, he is so good. Look, he sent Vulcan Uzumir to the Shadow Realm. No one has ever done that to him, I don't think. Yeah. And then he sent Dominic Reyes beyond the Shadow Realm. Yeah. Don, I thought Don, Dominic Reyes could have died when he landed on his neck like that. Yeah, that was scary there for a second. And he fractured, like, every bone in his face. If, you didn't, if you didn't watch that reaction, guys, go check it out on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, hey, that got, like, 2,500 views. We're doing all right there. It did. It was pretty wild. I, I mean, when we saw it, we thought Reyes was, like, paralyzed. Like, we literally thought he died. Like, maybe not died, but, like, we thought he was, like, seriously, like, MMA, like, could re- have to retire because he took such a bad shot. You know what I mean? And he took so much damage prior to that. So much damage. Dude, I, I think that spinning back elbow is the knockout of the year. Yeah, I would, I would have to think so. And, like, and the fact that he, like, sent the elbow first – yeah. And then he like covered his eyes and then sent the other elbow <laughs> into his face. He's actually like a video game character here. And, and what's what's Glover gonna do with those teeth kicks? I don't know. That's the thing, man. It's just like he's such a problem. Glover's really good, man, too. It's but it's in the world of MMA, the young guys tend to will win. beat the old guys. It's unfortunate, but Cool to see Chuck Liddell be so pumped for him too. He used to be a sparring part young. Yeah, used to be Chuck's sparring partner. Hey, Chuck- let's get hey, hey, Chuck Glover, baby. Chuck Glover, we don't know. <laughs> you never need to see Chuck Liddell fight unless it's like maybe like you know like some. Let's do submission underground. <laughs> Definitely not. But um, <laughs> if we saw Chuck, I I want to see Chuck Liddell fighting in a movie. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, with GSP or something. That's that's about it. So there's no real news to report, but any next... fights announced? No, not really. I haven't seen anything from Marcel Dorf. No, I don't think anything really. But we're dude, we're we are fast approaching one of the greatest cards of all time. Dude, this is awesome. This is awesome. So good. Ian Gary, he's fight. I forgot. I totally forgot that he's fighting on this. Dude, Alex Pereira's fight is that the Alex Pereira's fighting? Yeah, the one who beat Izzy. He's fighting the the Greek dude this week. Yeah, dude, this is like the most slept on banger. But this could be like people Mikhail, don't. Mikhail Lidis is really good. That's what I'm saying. People don't. And then Pereira, like I know people, a lot of people that don't watch, don't really <laughs> know a lot about him. Like the guy knocked out Israel Adesanya. Like this is like. I didn't even realize till just now. This is, dude, that is such a slept on fight. Al, I, Al, I Quinta must not be selling houses very well because he's taking a fight, bro. Don't get disrespectful here. Okay. Greatest real estate agent, Long Island. Shout out. But, um, <laughs> no, no, it's, um, it's Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah. Well, well, Tim Dillon's kind of like all over the country. Type, you know, he's not, he's not, we'll he's talk not, about that after. He's not restricted to, uh, the, to the, the tri state area, but, that's a good fight. Slept on. Shabazian's fighting. Yo, we got John Vellante versus Chris Barnett. Let's go. Let's go. Chris Barnett's a beast. <laughs> He's a big boy. I love that guy. Um, 
Dude, Shabazi and Imamov, that's a good fight. The prelims could be a fight night. Right? The yeah. Could definitely be a fight night. But this main card, though. Oh. I'm scared for Frankie Edgar, to be honest. A little bit. Cheeto Vera is a dog. He is, but I think Frankie. He's such a veteran, dude. I dude, think the, the fact that Frankie's been ranked for like 13 years in a row is. People don't realize how good Frankie Edgar is. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not his mistaken. Wars, his wars with Gray Maynard. I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Glover and Frankie Edgar are the only two fighters to be continuously ranked since rankings came out. Probably, John Jones isn't in there? Well, he's not ranked anymore. He's not. He's. Oh, that's true. But I mean. Like just, pound would, for pound, I guess. Yeah, I would count John just because he's, he's still there. But, dude. Shane Burgos, Billy Quantrill, great fight. And then the three, the three, I mean, dude. Gaethje Chandler. Is, is it going to be the Trevor Whitman night again? I think, yeah. I think, I, I, I call me crazy, but I think Way Lee beats Rose. Possibly, but. Entirely possible. It's entirely possible. Listen, Joe Rogan. Um, Joe. They all fought on the same card last time, right? Yeah, which is crazy, and they're fighting again on the same card, and it's like, how good? Wh- is Whitman's Whitman? gonna be busy, bro. How good is Trevor Whitman? That I mean, you would think two of the three fighters probably win, right? Two, like, who knows? Yeah, I think. Well, we get, we'll review that. We get we'll preview that. No matter what. Yeah, we're gonna talk about this very soon. Which I'm excited for. So exciting, dude. All right, Breck, there's no news, so we're going to sign off. Do you have any final words? No, I do best, not. Best card of the year right here. Best card of the year. I mean, 269 is going to be great too, dude. And then after this, we have uh, Yair versus Holloway. Yeah. Dude, all right, th- this is awesome. All right, guys, we'll catch you later. Uh, peace out.